0: Everything has been building to this. Inside the bunker, I can sense that Angus will complete his appointed task, closing the loop completely. The extraneous loose ends will be burned away, and we will be left with only pure, whole, connective tissue. The time is drawing close, and I hear... The future calling to me. I'm calling from Elm Lake. I woke this morning to a sky dripping the colour of blood. Birds and other flying creatures dripping shadows like Ica across the ground. Under sense that I was close to my goal. Completion is just outside of my grasp. But it is being drawn closer thanks to those around me. Angus, the Fowlers. And even George, the time is near and my vision for a newer, greater elm-like has never been clearer. On one hand, it is a shame that there are elements that need to be purged in order for us to build something new. But the red of the sky reminds me that these rogue actors are preventing us from truly embracing who we can be as a community. When Jonas was eliminated, the sky's color lightened somewhat, but it has only grown more intense while Jenny, Amelia, and Anthony remain inside the bunker. It's why I sent Angus in and why I have others prepared to do what must be done. I'm simply trying to protect the future of Elmlike and I'm unwilling to let something as small as a connection over a breakfast sandwich stand in the way of that future. I suppose I should be thankful that sandwich allowed me to see what must be done. Now I am at the precipice, and there can be no looking back."
1: I don't know exactly how, but those strange tapes that Anthony set into motion somehow comforted me. I've known for a long time that there's something off and wrong about Elm Lake, and hearing that it's all been some sort of grand experiment actually allows me to breathe easier. I know, I know. It should do the exact opposite. If anything would lead to the sudden onset of paranoia, it should be the knowledge that you are just a test subject for an unknown organization. But I can only feel relief because this proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that none of what is happening in Elm Lake is my fault. I didn't do any of this by coming back. I caught Anthony and Amelia look my way when the strange voice spoke of a rogue element, but I shrugged it off. I've only been back in town for a short time, haven't I? I mean, surely I'd remember earlier visits to Elm Lake. I remember most everything since I left originally, and I'm confident that I'd be able to trace any gaps in my memory. The human brain may be fickle, and pliable, but I know that this visit to Elm Lake is my first since I was a child. It has to be. Doesn't it? I glance at Amelia, who has a grim focus painted on her features. Then I look to Anthony, who seems to be in a sort of shock about everything we've heard. I move to place a hand on his arm, but he pulls away, his eyes frantic. It looks as though his whole perception of reality has crashed around him, and I suppose in many ways, it has.
2: None of this makes sense. Elm Lake cannot simply be an experiment. We are not simply guinea pigs to be toyed with, all for the benefit of research. My eyes keep shifting to the button, an itch at the back of my mind, practically screaming at me to press it. Reset. That's what the voice said. The button resets things and can repair what has gone wrong. Some sort of mystical rewind to eliminate everything that had gone wrong before. If the voice on the tape was speaking the truth, how many times has this happened? Are the experiment numbers sequential? Or do they follow an unknown pattern and this isn't something that has occurred ever before? Or is this all a trick? Some ploy of whatever force has turned Marcus Grant into someone to be feared? I'm trying to wrap my brain around everything that we've heard and I just can't grasp onto anything that makes any sense. It's all a jumble, a blur. Maybe I'm not meant to understand. I feel the walls closing in on me. I need to get out, to get away. The reels of tape on the walls taunt me. The monitors glow with what feels like a vindictive light. I stagger and find my way to the door into control. I fumble with the handle, and the noise draws the attention of both Amelia and Jenny. Jenny looks concerned, and I can tell she wants to help. Amelia looks determined, and I get the feeling she wants me to get some air so that I can steady myself and return prepared to do what must be done, whatever that ends up being. I step into the hallway and make my way staggeringly towards the room with the button that brought us to this level. I don't look back, I can't. It's all too much right now. I step into the room, push the button and feel the entire space shift and rise, drawing me closer to where I now recall Angus Thorpe is waiting.
3: It's too much. At least it is for Anthony. I don't blame him. It seems like it may also be too much for Jenny, but she's trying to put on a brave face. She sees him walk out and looks at me, worry-etched across her face. I sympathize with her. I really do. I also don't quite understand how she is able to partition herself and be more concerned for Anthony than she is for herself. These revelations should be crushing her the same way they did him. The same way they did me. They crushed me, but also filled me with resolve. There is a solution. A way to stop whatever it is that Marcus has planned. A way to restore Elm Lake to its quiet, peaceful nature. A way to obliterate the memories of my earlier captivity through the machine. I look at the door that Anthony walked out of, and I look at Jenny, clearly torn between two choices on what to do and who to stand by. Not letting any emotion reach my face, I tell Jenny that she should go get him, bring him back. The three of us have made it this far and, Even if everything on the tapes is a lie, we cannot do this alone. Jenny tries to argue with me, saying that none of us should be alone right now. I agree with her, but I'm not the one in immediate danger, and I know that she can help save Anthony. She purses her lips, looks at me with first concern and then agreement. She heads out into the hallway, one more glance my way before the door closes. I am left alone inside control. And it is then that I notice once more the flickering form of Lorraine standing near the red button under the
0: blue light. I can feel it. Everything has been drawn to this moment. My senses have somehow extended beyond my body and I will the sky to darken to a deep maroon. Those I have gathered are standing at the door to the bunker, its yawning portal before us. The carving of the moon above the opening glares down balefully and I know that it has been silenced for far too long. The noise is about to spill out, a beast is about to awaken and I will rebuild in the manner that only I can. Everything has come to this moment, which has long been waiting. I am prepared, and I cannot look."
1: Emilia encourages me to chase after Anthony, pointing out the importance of the three of us being together. We've made it this far, I don't know if I believe the tapes, and I certainly can't tell if Amelia does, but what other option do we have? I want to stay, but I also know that if Anthony isn't retrieved, everything is at risk. I move quickly down the hallway, hopeful that I can catch him. He's already gone into the moving room, but he wasn't walking steadily, so I'm hopeful that, even with my injured leg, I can catch up to him BEFORE Angus does. The doorway to the moving room looms before me, and I enter into it, pressing the solitary button and feeling it rise. As it rises, I am waiting… and worrying… about Anthony, about Amelia, and about whatever it is that Marcus has been planning. As I am waiting… I notice a blinking light in the corner of
2: The bunker feels darker than it did before More foreboding I glance around frantically trying to get my bearings I hear the moving room shift again behind me And I want to scream at whoever is using it to stay away To keep themselves safe I'm about to open my mouth to do just that, when my eyes catch a flash of light reflecting off metal further down the hallway from where I am now. I fumble with the flashlight in my hands, trying to slap it back into life. I didn't even remember having turned it off, but I didn't need it in control, so I must have. It flares to life and illuminates the form of Angus Thorpe Hunched over, a feverish look in his eyes. The ax in his hands, that same ax, which has helped split firewood for so many residents of Elm Lake, now drips with what I can only assume to be blood. He simply stands before me, and it's clear that he has been waiting. I have nowhere to go no way to escape from him. And I...
3: I am alone inside control. Lorraine is here, but she isn't real. The tapes on the wall are here, but I'm not positive they are real either. All that is real is the blue light and the red button. A solution possibly a problem definitely i know what i told jenny about how important it is for the three of us to be together and i believe that i i also know that there is no time no chance no opportunity if what the scientist was saying is accurate then i will need to draw us back together to forge that connection and as much as i don't want to hold on to those memories of my captivity I also cannot take the risk of ever being returned there. Jenny, Anthony, I'm sorry, but this button has been waiting for such a long time. Cannot look. Looking light in the corner of- And I- I push the button. And now, I don't know what is waiting, but I think I'm the only one who can find out.
2: Calling from Elm Lake, episode 26, reset, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Jenny Fowler is Emma Sala. The voice of Marcus Grant is Mick Reina The voice of Amelia Ashford is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing themes written and performed by Sean Monahan. All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. This concludes the first year of our story. Thank you for journeying with us through this season's tale, and we'll be back soon to begin Season 2, kicking off a new narrative for Elm Lake. If you've enjoyed what you've been hearing, please leave a rating and review on whichever podcasting service you've discovered our feed. Word of mouth is the best tool to help us continue to grow and create new stories. If you'd like to support us while we do just that, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash callingfromelmlake. Thank you so much for your support in whatever form it takes. Sometimes a reset is necessary. It can turn itself into the best path forward. But always take care because resets often carry unintended consequences. Prepare yourself, as even those blessed with the gift of precognition cannot possibly see every twist and turn that awaits them. Push the button, but ready yourself for what you cannot see.